0: Hey everybody, thank you for joining us for today's episode of Real Estate Disruptors. Today we've got Antoine Campbell flying in from the DC, Maryland area uh, with Novak Capital Partners. And he's gonna be sharing how he's wholesaling five plus properties a month virtually. Uh, If this is your first time tuning in, I am Steve Trang, broker and owner of Stunning Homes Realty, founder of the OfferFast Homes app, the only app you'll need for wholesaling. And I'm on a mission to create 100 Millionaires, so you wanna be part of that cause, let's connect on Instagram. If you're excited for today's show, please give me a wave, give me a thumbs up. And as a friendly reminder, I don't charge a dime for this show. I don't make any money doing this. So here's all I ask. This is what it costs for you to listen to this show. Uh, Please tell a friend. You can share this episode right now, tag a friend below or tell them your best takeaway from the show later on. That way we can all grow together. Don't forget this is a live show. So please post your questions for Antoine to answer. You ready? Yeah. All right, so first question is what got you into real estate?
1: Um well, we got to take it back to the 90s Um 90s. Yeah,
0: yeah, believe okay.
1: it or not. In D.C., uh, my grandfather was a real big guy in the 90s in real mm-hmm. estate. Um, and he pretty much opened my eyes with real estate. I was about 10 years old, 11 years old, and he did a lot of construction for flippers. So we did a lot of demolition we did a lot of um, t- uh, uh, trash outs and we did a lot of uh, concrete work and we did a lot of uh, foundation repairs and I was sitting here working on these big houses up on 18th Street Northwest they called it uh, Adams Morgan's now um and uh these guys was paying my granddad 10 15 20 thirty thousand dollars to do these jobs and uh, you know me I'm young and energetic like hey grandpa like if this guy want to pay you thirty thousand dollars to you know you know pull the footage for this building what the hell is he really making
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh that really got my uh my motor going so that's what really got me started in real estate and then back in in, in the day um my mom and dad they really ain't paid attention to me that much when i was younger i stayed up at night watching upn and at night uh it was these infomercials came on like uh john beck uh, tax lien stuff so uh
0: carlton sheets <laughs> yeah
1: carlton sheets so i bought two of the courses at 10 years old um, <laughs> yeah um so what i did was uh, i used to work at a corner store over on l street in the uh, southeast uh used to be called Arthur cables not only them you know, turning around, it's like eight hundred thousand houses over there. And um I took my twenty five dollar pay, I used to get paid twenty five hours a day to work at the corner store from uh three uh four o'clock after I got of school to about seven at night. And um, at ten years old, you're getting twenty five dollars? Yeah, yeah. Man, because that was good. It, yeah, I used to work for Mr. Hong. Mm-hmm. So um it was an Asian guy. So yeah. he gave me my first opportunity to work. Um so I took that twenty-five bucks and I um uh, went to the CVS and uh C V S had these what we call green dot cards. And they don't ask you for an ID and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I put the $25 on the green dot card. Then I called into the 800 <laughs> number. and Because back then, they was like, hey, you paid $10 now and then whatever later. By right. the time I got the package, you know, I ain't paid the rest later. Mm-hmm. And uh, I opened it up, and I didn't really know I was doing or looking at or studying, but I knew that I was interested and I was fascinated with it. So ever since then, man, I always had a passion for real estate.
0: Wow. So that was 10 years old. 10 years old. But you didn't start buying houses at 10.
1: I wish I could have because back then in DC houses <laughs> were selling over 60,000. Now they're selling over like 600,000 as is.
0: All right. Mm. So, all right, so that's what you got you got you interested, but you didn't jump into real estate when you first launched your first business. You did something else.
1: Yeah, I, uh, my first business uh I opened up a tag and title agency in mm-hmm. Maryland. And um that went well, we did that from 2013 all the way up to last year. Okay. Um and I asked my wife, uh, my my uh, sweet wife um, I'm not happy doing this anymore long hours 15 hour days make great money but I just wasn't there like by the time I came home with my uh, kids I was there but I wasn't there mentally you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying yeah and um it was a real struggle for me you know when you have a lot of money you're not happy so I asked her say hey if I try this real estate thing give it my all um would you would you allow me to walk away from what we're doing and we literally walked away from the entire business. I didn't try to sell it, didn't try to do anything oh, with it. Really? We walked away. We walked away from the business and literally like, once we walked away, things took off. Cause we was always trying to do real estate, mm-hmm. but it's hard to do real estate and manage another business and be in a day-to-day operations. So once we walked away, things took off. So when was that? Uh, we walked away, I officially walked away in July,
0: 2018. Oh, wow. So yeah. not even a year yet. Not even a year. So that's even more impressive what you've accomplished. Yeah. So let's talk about your first wholesale deal.
1: Oh, my first wholesale deal, it goes back to 2017. You, you know, people don't even know this. Uh, me and my friend corey he's the one that really kind of put me on to real estate for what it is right now. Um, he's actually my camera uh, guy when I do my uh, Novak TV shows. Mm-hmm. And, um, <clears throat> he called me up, because remember I had my business, and said, hey, uh, I'm doing this wholesale deal. I'm like, what the hell is wholesaling? He said, uh, yeah, well, uh, I'm gonna sign my contract and I'm gonna get paid XYZ amount of money. I said, so what do you need from me? Well, I need you to come over and help me talk to them, us, uh, the sellers. So we went over there and I talked to the sellers and the only thing they wanted was money to move up front. So I said, well, how much you need? So the seller like, yeah, well, we need about 2,500 rental, you all, and to be able to put down first and last month rent to where we going. I said, cool. So man, man LaShawn, my wife, went into the bank, gave the 2,500 cash and checked the Coy, and uh, that put me in the deal, so I made uh, my twenty five hundred back plus plus uh, six thousand.
0: That's not bad. Yeah. So, and what was that? That
1: was two thousand and seventeen, I
0: think. Okay. So before you went all in.
1: Yeah, before I went all in, because you know okay. you, you kind of like run to the um, the uh, you know the uh, out of town events to come in town. You run to that and you, you get hyped up, and then it sizzles away.
0: Yeah, so. yeah. Okay. So then, what were some of your early struggles? Uh, let's talk about trying to do it while you're running a business
1: yeah so the, the struggle was on um, the business that I did it was cash right there in your face
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know so like I'm like hey, man, I'm gonna go get this money right now and then real estate is great but it's not giving me anything up front mm-hmm. so uh, that was a big struggle to say hey I supposed to be out here driving for dollars or cold calling or door knocking or whatever you are supposed to do but you know there's a couple of grand right right here waiting for me right now today mm-hmm. so that was the kind of uh, fork in the road that I had to decide. So um, that was a, a real tough struggle that you get so uh, caught up in that fast money where you get cash every day that it makes you fall in love. You know, that, oh, yeah, I'm getting paid every day and I'm secure. Versus uh, real estate, I knew it worked, but, like, it wasn't, like, proven to me. Because, yeah. you know, I'm making money every day with what I'm already doing. So I wasn't as motivated.
0: But So that one day you just said, I'm done.
1: One day uh, – one day, man, my wife—we uh, didn't have an argument; we just had a discussion. And I, I we'll told, get her side later. Yeah, and I told <laughs> her, and I told her, like, "Listen, man, I, I really want to do this real estate thing. I'm, I'm focused. I'm dedicated. And I'm gonna do whatever it takes." And she said, "Come on, let's do it." So, I took that in and I ran with it.
0: So you burned the boats.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: July. Yep. So, talk about your transition then.
1: Oh man, it was kind of awkward. Because now, like real estate, to me is very slow paced compared to what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, um, you literally gotta kind of keep yourself busy. Uh, even now, like it's, it's real slow paced. So I try my best to be productive. Um, and so now, uh, it 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 it's not it's not as hard as as people make it seem but uh it's just understanding the found, uh, foundation and the fundamentals and i think that that's what uh people get confused so i learned the f- uh, fundamentals and the foundations and then i really study man Yo, yo, your, your, your actual podcast uh, the people that spoke you know i actually start following them on facebook uh-huh. and people don't notice, but there's a wealth of knowledge on people facebook lives where they just sit and they're talking and i only realize they're giving you everything that you're supposed to need uh-huh. and they're just trying their best to pull into you and people like christina um, Uh, you know, I latched a hold of her because she's just a given person. Yeah. And like, she's just pulling to me every chance she get.
0: Yeah, I met her uh, in Dallas at We Live. We were, you know, I'd never met with her before. We just connected on on Facebook because she was a fellow speaker. Right. Right. So I was like, okay, let's see what this Christina person is about. Right. And so we connected and man, she's, she's, Firecracker. Yeah, she's gonna tell you exactly what's on her mind There is no filter.
1: Yeah, she's. I call <laughs> her my little spicy Cuban mama. So <laughs> hopefully she don't cuss me out for saying that. <laughs> All
0: right. So the you said it was a little awkward and, and kind of getting started. So then, what were the first things you did to get business when you made first when you made first made the leap? So
1: um, <clears throat> first thing, because like I said, I come from a business already. I had to try to figure out. With his wholesaling all over again, so I re-educated myself by just watching maybe about 300 hours worth of content, uh-huh. free content. Um, I didn't go out and pay for no course. I still haven't paid for a course to this date. Um, I, I, I lied. I paid for one course. Um, Jalen White. He had a 500 course I paid for not too yeah. long ago. Um, but other than that, uh, we you know we we learned the basics, we learned the fundamentals, and we took what we learned from uh, the business as well as my uh, previous employers. I used to work for Marriott International, uh-huh. and I worked uh, for. Um, on the w hotel i'm not sure what brand it is but i was in the hospitality business so i knew that every business starts off with customer service once you figure that out you you kind of you know could take it from there so we took all of that and we brought it over and then i started cold calling i ain't gonna lie man (laughs) after like the eighth cold call i said hell man hell with this shit (laughs) so i told my wife hey we need to find somebody to make some calls because I'm going to end up uh, giving us, like, a, 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 a D-minus on a Better Business Bureau website because if you cuss me out, I'm going to cuss you back out. That's, yeah. You know, that's the type of attitude I have. So, instantly, uh, we had a cold call in July, literally. Yeah. Like, I, I understand. Same most, month. Yeah. Most people against that. But I knew that, okay, if I put a system together and I understand what I'm doing, I can easily show her. Mm-hmm. And within uh, uh, the first month, uh, it was real tough because we literally had to build another business from scratch and um, I, ain't, I ain't gonna lie, about October, that's when things start taking off.
0: Okay, so you hire a cold caller right off the bat, or well, not right off the bat, but after you get out a couple of times. Yeah. Where do you find that cold caller?
1: Uh, believe it or not, um, <clears throat> most people that I personally know know this, but I say it out loud, um, it was word of mouth. Um, it was actually one of uh, John Martinez's ex-cold callers mm-hmm. from his uh, cold calling center. And uh, I took her and, and you know, we trained with each other and we learned and um, we cross-trained and I, you know, bought certain uh, um, uh, sales training things and we learned together. Uh, So she started making dials.
0: And she's uh, in the States or overseas? Philippines. Philippines. Okay. So um, we're talking about you're doing five plus deals a month virtually. So how is your operation different than, you know, a lot of other guys? Yeah, that so a lot, a lot
1: of guys, um, they have a lot of in-house personnel. Mm-hmm. So, I, like I said, I'm, a, I'm a, a company man, so I believe in you can take anybody as long as they have the talents and the will to learn and take them and teach them in the system. Mm-hmm. So um, we, we you know, took, our, uh, took some VAs and we hired. So uh, we got three cold callers, three full-time cold callers, and we have one uh, acquisition manager because I realized that uh, I sucked again. Uh, with the acquisition side, so um, people cussing me out, yelling at me, so I said, man, I got to find somebody to help me, because I got the vision, but at the end of the day, um, I just ain't had the patience to deal with certain sellers, especially in the D.C. market, like the sellers in D.C. are really, really, like, obligated, Um, because they get so many cold callers calling them, well, the guy down the street called me, and the dude over here called me, and he called me, and she called me, so they they felt like, you know, their house is worth 10 times more than what you're trying to give them. mm so that's, that's real hard in D.C. DC so it's a little unrealistic. Yeah, definitely.
0: Gotcha. Uh, Tiffany Ryder wants to know, you know, is there a good resource for if you want to start a virtual wholesale company? Where where can she get some information about that?
1: Um, It's all over the place. I tell anybody uh, the most transparent person I can think of to date is Jalen White.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If you uh, follow his YouTube stuff, that's a good start. And once you feel comf- comfortable and confident and ready to invest in yourself, uh, go ahead and get his uh, course in uh, his uh, private uh, Facebook group. And man, them people in there are giving people. I never met so many giving people in my life in one yeah. group. Everybody in there is a giver.
0: Yeah, yeah. Jalen White, he was on the show before, and he's, he's, uh, he, I've heard amazing things about the course. Um, and, and I would add on to that too. Kong Lee, who I'm still trying to get on the show here, Oh yeah. Yeah, we hung out. We hung I met out him down in Dallas. Dallas when we was down there. Yeah, we hung out in Dallas, and the guy's awesome. He's a giver. Uh, it's a hard time to get him out here, but if you follow him on YouTube too. He's always talking about his wholesaling business. Uh, so we're talking about how many wholesale deals are you doing a month right now?
1: Uh, about five. Um, about Five. Yeah, five. Uh, we're trying to scale it, but like, uh, like with anything, you know, you just gotta re- uh, reflect. Reflected what's going on and then refine it. So I'm real big on that And then we figure out a way to how to get to 10 So now it's just all about just stepping in and doing the work to get to 10.
0: Are you flipping at all? Yes,
1: that's okay. how cool to me um, I never really wanted to do wholesaling to be honest with you I, When I got into real estate, I wanted to do multifamily. hmm So I bought a day of course uh, like four years ago you know outside of wholesaling i never really bought nothing from wholesaling education wise but the multi family i bought a day linda of course and literally me and my wife was running around looking at 10 million dollar profits then we realized real fast that hey you got to have some money to play with this type of stuff mm-hmm. so then i said okay well let's start from the bottom let's go to you know the real estate uh, residential side and do wholesaling and do rehabbing and, and work our way up to the top so that's what we're working on right now
0: okay so you're saying flipping so you are flipping yes Okay so are you flipping more or are you wholesaling more?
1: Uh, we flipping most of the stuff we flip like we hold we start to uh, get over to the, actually uh, assigning stuff but a lot of the deals we would we, we take and we back. So we, we assigned to ourselves actually so one deal we bought and then we turn around and, and reassign it back to ourselves and got the hard money and then we use the um, assignment fee as part of the proceeds for the hard money down payment.
0: Gotcha makes sense that's real smart. Yeah uh, so then are you guys Doing like all out flipping, or are you guys doing hotel Oh
1: no, we doing guts. Everything we touch is a gut. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Wow. Okay. So uh, you get you said you got four VAs now.
1: Yeah, we got four VAs. Three, uh, three uh, VAs are cold callers, but they have multiple positions. Like I'm real big on training people and putting them in the best position possible. So it's, we interview about eighty cold callers, and out of eighty cold callers, wow. we found the best that we can find. And if I blindfold you right now and put you on the phone with one of my cold callers, you'll swear she was a white girl from Southern California. <laughs> so be real particular.
0: Okay. So three calling for as Lee gen.
1: Yeah. And, and one just, is an acquisition manager that we trained up.
0: Okay. So so explain the difference.
1: So the um, I don't call them actually VAs. I call them acquisition associates because mm-hmm. I want them to kind of uh you know cherish their position and i Uh want people to respect them so uh even their email signatures they got acquisition associate in and out home buyers the telephone number so when they email the sellers and people people are respecting them Uh um i think a lot of the the vas that i see i talk to a lot of vas i'm friends with a lot of them they don't feel like uh we as americans give them the respect they deserve Uh Um, you know, they, they, we feel like, uh, they feel like that we use them as disposable. We just suck them up. If they don't hit 20 leads their first month, trash them. Mm-hmm. Well, I worked with certain VAs for three, four months before we even got to deal with them. Yeah. Because I know, you know, in big companies, it takes a long time for leadership and training and development to get a person uh, up to where they need to be. You know, one month ain't gonna get it done. All right. So, um, uh, the, the, uh, Janice is my main lead VA as far as the acquisition side. She basically do the schedule for me. She um, do all my Facebook posts. Anything you see with my companies and everything, that's all her. I don't do any of that. She uh, she takes care of uh, um, setting appointments for the acquisition manager. She rotates the RVMs for me. She uh, uh, rotates the list. She uh, cleans the list. She, uh, we have a Zillow scraper where uh, you can load up the API key into Zillow and it spit back all the properties that's um, Sold or pending, so mm-hmm. she takes care of all of that. Um, Darlene, I hired Darlene. I, Darlene was a great hire, uh, she's the second one in charge. Um, she used to work for some guys out in Texas. So, as I was interviewing her, I said, So, why are you here? Why you, you, you're you awesome. Like, what you? Because I always want to figure out what happened to you in your last position, mm-hmm. and maybe that would be some type of insight of what's going to happen to you here. Mm-hmm. And um, she said, Hey, we had some investors, they wanted to uh, hire me. And uh, they ran out of money, and they blocked me on Facebook, and they they ain't paying me my last two pays. I said, really? And as I talked to more of them, they said, yeah, a lot of people stiff them. And I said, wow. Really? Yeah, so the number one factor was she used to uh, work for a realtor and investor, so she was really good at uh, individually skip tracing people. So I knew I needed somebody like that on my team because we get a lot of leads back where we can't find them. And uh, she's really good at doing that method so we had her um, knowing that with the contingencies that she will be managing IBM as well as well as manually skip tracing and um, helping out with any other miscellaneous thing as well as calling Mm -hmm. so she do about 800 calls a day plus all of the other stuff.
0: Wow that's really good you know it's funny you mentioned that because I had one VA that's awesome she's on medical leave at the moment Uh, but you know she came to me as a referral and I was like okay tell me what you do what you've done what your history is and then what, what do you want to make? And she's like, I need to make $6 an hour. I was like, okay. But you're totally cool with just, like, having sellers, like, screaming at you all day. She's like, yeah, I'm okay with that. So why don't you just stay with them? And she's like, they don't pay me on time. I was like, really? Yeah. Like, you're helping them make money, and they can't pay you on time? It's like, okay. And I hired her, and she was amazing. Yeah. And it's just crazy. Like, people don't pay attention to, or they, they just take people for granted.
1: Definitely, man. I see a lot of that all the time with people just assuming that people need them. And at the end of the day, we all have options. Mm-hmm. And you know, someone's gonna pick up and go to the next man and you down.
0: Right. Yeah, and she was a she was a great, great hire. Uh, all right, so we talked about they're doing acquisition and disposition. No? Who's doing disposition now?
1: I'm actually currently starting to do disposition. So that's a role that I'm wanting to learn more and then we're gonna have that out too virtually. So um um the the acquisition I really didn't get into it. We have Jasmine uh, uh uh, my friend Bashir was interviewing about thirty VAs too, because I kind of showed him how to do it. Uh-huh. So uh, he's, I said, "Hey man, I'm thinking about uh, getting a VA to just hire on, on the acquisition side, and uh, I can easily scale because I can just give them a big fake bonus, uh-huh. and they happy because uh-huh. you know." And, uh, so when I interview her, <clears throat> I let her know. She said, "Hey, I'm not happy what I'm doing far as cold calling. I want to move up in the company, and uh, like I said, I'm a big." man on companies and systems and stuff and I said well I got a position that I'm thinking about creating but you got to bear with me because you know it's just a create you know a position in my head it's nothing like processing systems out on mm-hmm. paper
0: we're not a massive corporation
1: so yeah so we had her um in January and um right after I came back from the 10x conference I bought the card on you and I sent her right through there mm-hmm. um I had access to uh, John Martinez course um uh, the Midwest, Midwest Revenue course, I forgot the name of it. I sent her through there for some sales training. Mm-hmm. Uh, I let her watch every Sean Terry video she can get her hands on. I gave her, I, I think I put her through a month worth of training, paid training, before she even got on one acquisition call. Wow. Um, And then literally she got on the phone and started killing it, virtually in the Philippines.
0: Uh, that's crazy. Uh, so James Cook wants to know, well, wants to you're finding VAs in the Philippines but let's just say like right now you want to hire two more VAs hypothetically right how are you doing that
1: um well this is a little back back door trick that we do so we go on all the outlets Um. you know Fiverr uh, 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 online jobs.ph all on websites where you know the VAs would apply for a job typically them services they want you to kind of pay to them or you know, pay them a fee or whatever. So we'll write a job description, and I literally I a template. I can send it to anybody who wants it. A job description basically explain to them what their job is, and then um, at the bottom of the job description, inside that same font paragraph, we we'll say says, send your resume to this email address. So then we, when they send a re- resume to the email address, then we reply, and let them know if they approved for the uh, interview, and then we go directly to Skype, and then we dealing with them offline from you know any uh, mm. sources. So typically, you might got to uh, interview forty people to get one good VA.
0: That's brutal.
1: Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah,
0: and then what do you pay your VAs?
1: Uh, I pay my VAs. I started uh, my VAs off at three dollars an hour, and then um um right now they currently at four. So. Uh, two of my vAs make $4 an hour. One of my vAs Janice, who is the head VA, she's make $5 an hour. Yeah. But we incentivize the hell out of them with bonuses. So for every signed contract they get $50. Every closed deal they get $250. So um that alone um that's huge. Yeah, that alone is a, a, is a real big pay incentive so.
0: Yeah, they should be motivated for that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so how many leads uh is your operation calling a week?
1: Um well a week we call about 2000 people a day. So we call 6 days a week. So uh
0: 1200.
1: Yeah, about 12,000 people a week. I get a uh yeah. I get a, a report to my uh phone every day from Clipfolio, you mm-hmm. know the KPI dashboards. Yep. And uh it's all our data from uh um from the Mojo Dialer and from Podio is piped into the Clipfolio and then it's printed out in one report. So it shows me how many leads we call a day, how many hot leads, and then in Podio, we got a special form uh, created that our in-house Podio developer made. Um, that shows us that um, we call it a daily uh, agent report. It shows the daily highlights and the daily lowlights of the shift, what each VA did good or what happened good and then what happened bad and any notes that's in between. And that get emailed to me every day at seven o'clock on the dot.
0: How does it know what went bad? it again. How does it know what went bad?
1: Um. So. As far as what, the data? Or mm-hmm. just you the day,
0: It's the, the good ones and the bad ones, right? No, th- I'm just saying the shift. So, oh. like,
1: so within the shift is say, hey, um, today we did, uh, 2,000 calls. Well, I'm just speaking like I'm a VA. Today, um, Antoine, we did 2,000 calls, um, and I was able to, uh, uh, reach a contact rate of 12%. And, uh, I was able to generate four hot leads. And out of four hot leads, I got one person to commit to a telephone appointment with our mm-hmm. acquisition associate. The bad things, um... A lot of hangups. A lot of people saying, "Take me off the list." Too many do not calls and stuff like that. And then we use that for our weekly meeting. Okay. F off, go. go to hell. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So, uh, marketing techniques. You know, one thing that we talked about is you're really good at finding deals cheaper than anybody else. Oh yeah. So let's talk about how are, how are you finding deals?
1: Oh um, well, we find the deals. Uh, we we pretty much uh, use on um, John uh, Carcon, uh Sweet Spot Locator. So we know what zip codes to target. Cause like uh, some people, they just do the uh, list source trick. Mm-hmm. That's fine, but the actual sweet spot locators will show you what people are buying for. us, the square footage, the number of bedrooms, the number of bathrooms. And then we'll pull out list based upon them contingencies. And then we'll know that what they're buying for and then we'll do some more research and we'll use a heat map to see where the cash buyers are buying at. And then we'll just target that neighborhood. Once we target that neighborhood, we just go, uh, you watch football? Oh yeah. So we go no huddle with our yeah. marketing. We, we heavy up offerings, we just around the clock. We got the uh, unlimited RVMs and we got it going around the clock. We're sending out 4,000 RVMs a day and we calling 2,000 people, so we're doing 6,000 contacts a day. So we pretty much hitting the phone as hard as we can. And typically, uh, cause you know, if in uh, and, and every port that I was telling about, uh, it shows me what I'm spending uh, uh, daily on my VAs. Mm-hmm. So like typically we spend about $680 a week most of our leads uh, we get for little or nothing. Our skip tracing is little or nothing. So, literally, we probably produce some leads at probably like $8 a lead,
0: if that. Okay, so what was the program you're using to find the heat map?
1: Um, Well, the, this particular program is uh, Sweet Spot Locator, as well as we use uh, Cash Bias Data Feed. Mm-hmm. So, we uh, pull the, the zip codes and everything, and then we go into Cash Buyers Data Feed with that same criteria. So, I would say, for example, uh, and Maryland, 20743 Capitol Heights, everybody's buying three bedrooms, two bathrooms, $420,000 cash. So we'll go over to Capitol Heights, and, uh, use the heat map to see where they at. And then once we extract that data, then we pull that list based upon that. Every house with the same criteria, the same layout, everything. And that's when we take it and we, uh, we blast them. So typically we, we send a lot of results uh, with the bad credit list. Um, in the PG County area A lot of people uh, They're not really uh, On financial literacy One from mm-hmm. So they get these houses And maybe they Grum on that And then they just Be looking to sell
0: Yeah so. so it's not A distress list It's not A foreclosure list It's a You're in the hot zone Yeah we're in
1: the hot zone It's going in It's going in hard And, and we, we have Different lists mm-hmm. And like you know We do the list stack. we do all of it. But we find that Our main results Is just it's taking that bad credit list and just going with it because they 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 hitting all the filters. They old, they got bad credit, they had their house for twenty years, and they obviously had equity. What we won't be calling them. Mm-hmm. So um, it's basically taking all the lists all in one and. Um, and we use the high equity list, too, because most of the, all the other lists going to show up in high equity. It's, it's, it's more so a blanket list, so we use our for that. Mm-hmm. And then we have one VA. All she do is just uh, take in the callbacks and just qualify them to send them over to the other VA, uh, the other acquisition associate, and then she going to phone with them to see if they ready to sell now and we typically don't tag our lead as a hot lead until they say yes, they're ready to sell within ninety days or less. Yeah. And any other leads, it just goes back into the Mojo dialing rotation. We don't even worry about it.
0: Gotcha. Uh, so, are you pulling other lists, or this is it? This is just your 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 bread and butter.
1: Um, we pull we pull high equity lists. We pull uh, bad credit list. Um, we we still pull pre foreclosure list. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, sometimes we pull a utility list.
0: Uh, Sishanika wants to know where you're getting the bad credit list.
1: Uh, if you go to uh, unlimitedmelonleads.com, you pay for, uh, 50 bucks a month, it's unlimited. You type in whatever zip codes you want and it spit it out. You just got to know how to work the filters. Um, that's what a lot of telemarketers use. People don't want to admit it, but we are in the telemarketing game, so you might as well use that same technology. Use the, uh, use the uh, Zillow uh, scraper to scrape out whatever leads are bad, and um, you'll have a real good list.
0: And then uh, Sis also wants to know, how are getting unlimited RVMs?
1: Uh, through the Stratus network. Uh, we got, uh, well Stratus because some people don't like them, and the most people who don't like them are usually the ones that's actually selling the RVM service. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's it's, weird. It's a conflict <laughs> of interest, I guess. And, uh, so, th- we have a, a relationship with them, derm- and Stratus charged by the port. I'm not sure if you know what is. Just about everybody who has RVM, um, mm-hmm. uh, use some type of white label, some type of proprietary data, of strategies to kind of you know push their service, uh-huh. and uh, we just go straight to them. They from Canada, and they easy to work with. And um, <clears throat> so we got uh well the unlimited plan starts off at I think six hundred dollars for a quarter, but that's only getting you hundred RVMs an hour. So we RVM from eight to uh eight to eight, so eight in the morning to eight at night.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And um so I'm trying to break it down to the point people understand why I do not get two technical.
0: No, it's fine. I think I mean, they can listen to it over and over again. Yeah. So
1: okay, here we go. <laughs> so the port, the ports, it allows you to do a hundred hours. So we got three hundred hours. Mm-hmm. So that's why we are able to do four thousand a day, you know, easily. Um, and that and that cost us about, I think like eight hundred hours a quarter. So we have it that's going around the clock. really cheap. Yeah, yeah. So we have it going around the clock. But but the only issue that we find uh, is that some some of the numbers um is not compatible with RVM because uh. The technology, is sends to the uh, cell phone servers and then it, it works as managing. I don't know um, all the way, but I do know enough that uh, some of the numbers are still like analog numbers, so it's not compatible. So uh, that's when we bring in uh, our, uh, net, our other VA who do the manual skip trace and I have her go skip trace me, only cell phone numbers, and then we run it back to.
0: Okay. So let's talk about, um, you're doing R- RVMs and you're doing cold callings, mm-hmm. SMS.
1: Uh we starting to do SMS because now um, the Stratis un- uh, um, unveiled the unlimited SMS along with our plan. So we just uh, we got the scripts loaded up and um we're gonna start doing it this week.
0: Okay. Direct mail? No
1: direct mail. But okay. we're going to start doing direct mail for our hot leads that we generated that we just couldn't convert yet. Okay. so we're gonna start doing, you know, postcards and stuff like that.
0: Gotcha. Um so this the 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 hot areas, that's your favorite marketing technique?
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's the best one.
0: Okay. Uh, so you got, again, going back to your uh, your virtual assistants, you got, you know, three cold calling and one acquisition. So are you talking to homeowners? No.
1: Nah, never. never?
0: You're not talking to homeowners at all?
1: But what I do, we we play mind games. So if we're trying to get a desired <laughs> price, <laughs> or if uh, there's a discrepancy, uh, sh- she is never to be the number one authority, like our acquisition manager. So she'd say, let me talk to my director acquisition. And mm-hmm. I step on the phone, I just got a, a $10,000 price reduction doing this. And I say, Hey, uh, our uh, pictures came back, our inspection came back, and um, you know, we plugged our numbers into the system, the same system that the banks use, and the uh, underwriters use, and the and home inspectors use, and the numbers are off, because the the amount of repairs that you told us, you wasn't really honest with us. Mm-hmm. And so, um, we could still buy but we need to buy at this price. And then, you know, we did this twice so far, and it worked, and most of the homeowners know, okay, yeah, you're right, and they feel a little bad. What mm-hmm. we got to do to move forward? And I say, well, this is what we need to do to move forward. I'm going to talk to my partners. Once again, I'm never in charge either. I'm going to talk to my partners see if they feel comfortable with uh, continuing to fund the transaction. But if there's a problem where my partners might want to come see the house, could they? And that's mm-hmm. just me basically, you know, setting it up that if I need people to come actually see the house, that it's okay. You know, right. that, you know, and a lot of people struggle with that part. And you just be honest and be transparent. And you don't have to lie, but, you know, it's not critiquing the truth either. It's just... Putting yourself in a position where um, the homeowners feel comfortable, and you just tell them everything you know. And yep. you and they make, you're making it feel like you on their side all the, all the time.
0: Uh, Tiffany Carter asked another question. It was uh, what was that website, Cash Buyers Data?
1: CashBuyersDataFeed.com. Um, it's $250 a year for every county in America that I know. So far, all the ones I searched is in it. And it comes with some of the cash buyer uh, numbers. Um, not all of them, but I say about 40% of them come with their numbers.
0: Okay, so pulling data. So you mentioned the the list earlier. Uh, what other places are you pulling pulling data?
1: Um. Well, we we, we kind of use a lot of the the, uh, <coughs> the servers where we can export leads. So we use um, we use um. We used to use uh, what's that called? MyAI Pro. But mm-hmm. we start with that. Now we use PopString. The PopString got the filters in it where we able to uh, pull home owners that got like a value home. So we do like five arms, um some type of open lane, utility lane, and we just stack that and it's real narrow. So we had the girls aggressively call it. And then we use, um, that's another website, I'm trying to think of the name of, um, what's that website? The one I use to pull my leads. Don't worry about it, I figured it out.
0: Okay, so and then you're skip tracing. Yeah, so, so we, you have your assistant skip tracing, you're not using a bulk service? Yeah, we're using
1: bulk service. Okay,
0: yeah. who are you using for that?
1: So, like I said the other day, um, when I was speaking at an event, um, we actually use our skip tracing service through Mojo. And most people out here, on don't hear and hear everywhere, uh, yell and scream and say, hey, that's some crappy data. But I, I, I'm gonna make this argument, like I said before, um, you know, you know T Lo, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know they owned by the Union, right? Mm-hmm. Where do you think they get their data from?
0: From the credit bureau.
1: Yeah, from the fucking credit board, right? Hey. So if I might be wrong, but this is my analogy. This is what I think. This is my hypothesis. If every investor in the country uses a Mojo dollar and they upload their leads into a Mojo server,
0: mm-hmm.
1: why don't you think they're taking that same proprietary data and use to their benefit to spit back out numbers?
0: If they were smart, they would. I just don't know if they... I'm just cool. saying, Yeah,
1: you know, like we, we get, we, we, we achieve between a 10 and a 12% contact rate. So, you know, we don't really pay for a skip tracing. We used to, you know, we spent six, 7,000 on skip tracing. And then we did like a split test and we used them. Uh, we used, uh, the Mojo skip tracing mm-hmm. and then we use data zap and it almost came out the same. It's yeah, a little bit different difference,
0: but Don't use data zap.
1: It's a little bit difference, but, um, it, it almost came out the
0: same. Um, Okay, so this position, we, talk, we, talk, we touched on that a little bit earlier. So you got a property tied up, mm-hmm. it's in the hot zone. Mm-hmm. How are you moving it?
1: Uh, well, so, well, we, we pull a list of the uh, cash buyers, and then we usually cold call them, see if they're interested in the selling, uh, or oh, we send out a text message to our dial pad. Okay. So that's typically what we do.
0: Dial pad, that's like a, you can send out multiple text messages? It's not that you path? can
1: send out multiple text messages, but it's a, uh, uh, cause you know, in the Philippines, they don't really have good landlines. Line so it's a it's a, it's a service that, uh, it's a phone line service, but it, it seems more intimate. So when people call back for our VAs, they can be able to send individual text messages, they able to call individually, and it seems like they're here. So no one never questions us like, you know, where you from, where you at. They just know that we're a homebound company, we're bopping down the East Coast.
0: Gotcha. Um, who's in charge of the KPIs? Me. Gotcha uh sis was asking did i say don't use that as that yep i did say don't use that as that we used to use it it was a disaster um so yeah that's that's for us that's for the phoenix yeah, market. i mean i can't say for other markets that's for the phoenix market
1: yeah so so like this is my argument again like um if you if you're targeting homeowners that's you know only home for 20 years 25 years most of the old people ain't changing their numbers mm-hmm, not right. like me I change my number all the time. Oh, Cricket, T-Mobile, you got a new plan? You want me to trade my phone, and you want to give me a new phone? I'm gonna change my number. Mm-hmm. So like these people that we actually contacted grandma on that's 89 years old, she had her number since 75. Yeah. So most of these people that we contacted had the same numbers.
0: Right. You know? Yeah, that makes sense. And we know that like high equity, we're yeah. gonna have much higher contact rate yeah, yeah. than we're gonna have for like, um, you know, renters. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Um, so doing virtually, like what markets are you in?
1: Uh, right now, we really focus on Ohio. Um, we're starting to pick up in uh, central Pennsylvania, Harrisburg, because we're actually flipping there. We're looking to do uh, turnkey rentals there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a it's a phenomenal market, and I love it. And I go up there once a week, and I really, I'm really i really in love with it. And the yeah. returns we get, yeah. So, um, um, and then uh, Georgia, we, uh, we're doing some stuff down in Georgia. And as well as uh, I got family down in West Palm Beach, so we're trying to figure out how we can make that situation work.
0: All of up, up and down the East Coast.
1: When I say we buy up down the East Coast, we really stand behind it. <laughs> and homeowners really like it. Like most homeowners, uh uh they they say, Oh, so you do? And then we just start some properties we closed on and they feel real confident and comfortable.
0: Uh Handy Smurf wants to know, uh how are you deal with homeowners that constantly reschedule appointments?
1: We on the phone. Remember we virtual, we don't go to houses. So if they want to constantly keep scouting appointments, then that's why my acquisition manager's job. She keep following up with them until we get them on the phone.
0: Uh, and then Dayon Jackson wants to know, are you sharing your script?
1: I could, yeah. I don't see why not. It ain't, you know, ain't going to hurt me.
0: Very fair, very fair. Uh, so monthly marketing, I mean, is there an amount, like, that you're spending to market?
1: Uh, we got a pre-fixed cost, so it costs us a thousand dollars a month to manage all our subscriptions, and that's pretty much what we spend in the marketing, subscription management, as well as our VA salaries. So, gotcha. yeah, that's about it.
0: Any valuable resources that everyone needs to know about?
1: Um, I'm trying to think. Any valuable resources that everyone needs to know about? They just need to know how to use the uh, Mojo. You know, Mojo got a lot of perks. You know, people don't know about like the skip tracing and um, just the follow-up and sequences and stuff like that. They just need to know how to work it. Cause we, I see a lot of people complaining that uh, you know Mojo is not as good. But when you're on the Mojo, it sometimes it kicks you out, it logs you out, and you just gotta keep logging back in. Mm-hmm. So once you educate yourself and literally yeah. take your time and call the uh, actually customer service number and they set you up for like an onboarding training, uh, it works wonderful. Um, I had Zen call, but I didn't like it.
0: Yeah, we tried to send call, too. We had a hard time. Yeah, it was
1: terrible. Like, our performance went down, like, 80% that month.
0: Yeah. Uh, what CRM do you use?
1: CRM, uh, we use uh, Podio. We build every app customers.
0: Wow. Um, and then what is your why?
1: My why? Uh, it's easy. It's my two boys back home, mm-hmm. uh, you know, before I got with them, you know, my, they, I had them and my wife. Uh, I can be anywhere, man. I'll probably be locked up somewhere, swear to God. So, like, literally, like, they kind of inspire me and motivate me to be a better man, to be able to grow up with them and to, you know, they've been traveling with us around the country and just living a great life. And then my wife, who's always on me, she's my biggest mentor. She gave me the best advice to anybody because it comes from a stern place, but it's genuine. And she can easily say, hey, that person right there, he ain't no good for you, watch him. Or that, that that person right there, why they why they calling you? They could have called the other dude, but why they calling you? So she keep me real shocked.
0: We're talking like, who, who are these dudes that we're staying away from? Man. <laughs> we're talking about other people in the industry? Man, it's Homeowners? People in
1: the, nah, homeowner's cool. Okay. Homeowners, we providing a service to, and they need yeah. us, so yeah, yeah. they cool. I love homeowners, even homeowners cuss us out. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Eventually, you're gonna need us. You know, at mm-hmm. some point, you know, whether it be five or 10 years from now, you're gonna need us. So, um, but like people in the industry, um, you know, Other people, personally, but mainly people in the industry.
0: Gotcha. And then what's your biggest struggle right now?
1: My biggest struggle is uh, time blocking. Uh, And for me personally, uh, just being able to cut the switch off. Like, it's real estate all day for me, so. Yeah. And I wake up, talk my real estate, go to sleep talking about real estate, and like. I know, I
0: see on your Facebook.
1: Yeah, man, just (laughs) trying to find time to just be more intimate with my wife. Yeah. That's my number one goal right now.
0: Yeah, that's hard, right? So you gotta gotta have that, that off switch. So that's something that's really difficult as an entrepreneur yeah. is to turn that switch off because your brain's always going. Yep. I had a couple of times my wife's like, are you here? Or is like, are you Is you're uh-huh. somewhere else? <laughs>
1: uh-huh. I'd be dazing out. Even driving, I'd be listening to podcasts. Sometimes I just got to just go cold turkey, man, because I'd be hooked on it.
0: Yeah, but it's obviously served you well, right? It's not a bad thing. Right. Uh, so what is your superpower?
1: Uh, my superpower is that I have the abilities uh, to see talents in people that people can't see and help them bring it out.
0: Yeah? Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, the 1738 wants to know if you're willing to mentor. He's in the PG area. I have no idea where that's at. And the, and he he, lo- he likes your Wizards hat.
1: Oh, thank you, man. This is limited edition. But uh, this is my third Wizards hat because uh, my wife keeps taking it and then my boys keep messing it up. <laughs> so uh, she loves when hats has two. But
0: yeah.
1: come to our local uh, meetups. Uh, we just did a meetup where about 120 people showed up.
0: Yeah, that's how you did with Christina.
1: Yeah, Christina's awesome, man. She pulled on everybody's hearts. She gave it all that night, and people really left, like really, like trying to make a change for themselves. But I don't, I don't want to mentor. I don't want to teach. I don't want to be a know all I just want to put people on. Yeah. So that's all my objective is. Like when you see me posting my little shows and all that, it's not to for clout or to try to chase fame or any of that. It's just to put people on because somebody gave me opportunity, so it's my turn to get some other opportunity.
0: Yeah, oh, well, that makes sense. Uh, what is the greatest lesson you have learned?
1: The greatest lesson I learned, um, you know, uh, you can't cut corners. Um, you're going to go around twice. If you cut corners, you're going to go around that circle twice. So that's what I I've not heard it. that before. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, so. Is there something that helps you figure that out? Was yeah, there a said?
1: whole lot of mistakes, man. Losing yeah. a lot of money, uh, making bad decisions, uh, just trying to, you know, finesse my way through things. and. And just having that street mentality to the point that uh, you can't do everything in the streets way. You know, growing up in Washington, D.C., we always looking for an easier, quicker way. And sometimes that bites you in the butt. So.
0: Yeah. So what's your favorite, best, or most interesting failure?
1: Uh, my favorite, uh, most interesting failure? Hmm. Well... I, I, my wife don't know about this, but she do. But she don't know even want to talk about it. Uh, I told myself when I was 20 years old I'd be a millionaire by the time I'm 30. I'm 30 now, I'm not a millionaire. So to me, that's a failure. But I'm happy because I have so much wealth and knowledge, and I have a, a, such a different mindset that you shouldn't look at things from a money equation. You know, um, when it's my time, it's going to be my time. So at the end of the day, I just, you know, continue to be humble and poised, keep poised, and just keep pushing forward.
0: Yeah. yeah, Jeff Fisher, he posted something yesterday. He's like, will you be the first millionaire of your family?
1: Oh, yeah. So for me, I think if, if it comes down to it, I will be the first millionaire yeah. in my family. As well as I'm thinking about going back to college, not to, you know, just something that I want to do for my personal self. Um, um, I can't yell and tell my boys, hey, man, you need to go to school and you're right. And then, you know, I'm not doing that. So I'm, I'm big on leading by example.
0: Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Uh, Brian Sammons wants to know if you got a job from. him.
1: Uh, I don't have a job, but I have a partnership for you. You know, we can work <laughs> together and do deals. If you, if you went on a hustle and, and, willing to get out here every day and sweat like the way I sweat, uh, we could figure something out.
0: Uh, and then Christian Samoya wants to know how, um, where can you find information about the meetup?
1: Um, so we, it, it just happened as a one meet and greet and then it just blew up because when where I'm from, uh, people are just thirsty for like good, good content and knowledge without being upsold and being told to go to the back of the room. So like, um. Oh, you
0: have clipboards in the back of yours? <laughs> I don't know <laughs> You're crazy, man
1: <laughs> So, so like It started just a meet and greet And then people like Hey, man The way you spoke of this, Man, you gotta do it again So then I did a presentation And then now is, We determined that It needs to be a monthly meet up
0: Yeah Yeah, that's what we have uh, So it's too bad You're leaving early tomorrow Because we do ours tomorrow
1: Man, I wish I'd known I would've stayed I need to call Southwest to see can they accommodate me But I gotta close on Friday So I gotta be there Because I need some money
0: <laughs> Alright, so uh, a couple of com- uh, funny comments here. Someone says you sound like Biggie. And someone says you're representing. It was all a dream. <laughs> and someone's saying that you represented the, the D.C. accent. I didn't even know there was such a thing as a D.C. accent. Um, so if someone wants to get a hold of you, how do they get a hold of you?
1: Reach out to me on Facebook. I'm always on Facebook. About 18 hours a day.
0: It's true. Yeah, it's like I go to bed. I'm seeing Antoine. Yeah. Right, I'm gonna hit I'm you waking with, up. I'm going to hit you with <laughs> all the Antoine. content.
1: I'm going to hit you <laughs> even with Nuggets. I'm going to hit you. Like, I, don't, I don't take time to waste time time on people's timeline when mm-hmm. you when you scroll past my name on your timeline is uh, it's something of value or something meaningful so um, yeah. I'm really big on that because uh, you can easily delete me and say hey what a joker but yeah. I try my best to bring value to people in any way I can
0: that's awesome uh, guys so next week I'm signing out next week tomorrow we got David Lucko, he's coming in he's gonna talk about how his clients are killing it with deal machine uh driving for dollars and then he's gonna be speaking at the meetup tomorrow night at David Buster's 430 Dave and Buster's in Tempe, so definitely show up early. We had uh, there were no seats in the last two, so if you get in there late, you're going to be standing room only. Oh wow! Um, and then also, if you guys want a copy of my assignment contract, text assignment to three four five three four five. And if you guys are interested in attending our disruptor workshop, uh, text disruptor workshop to three four five three four five. And again, if you guys like this show, please share this episode right now. A rising tide does lift all boats. Um, and then you said follow you on Facebook if they want. Yeah,
1: weren't. Antoine, A-N-T-O-I-E, M. Campbell Senior. Um, I'm, I'm going to bring my Instagram back because uh, Instagram is too much lusting on it. I'm married, so uh, I tell people I stay away from Instagram.
0: Oh, but, I just don't accept the friendship, right? If you're yeah. hot, like, I just don't accept it. <laughs> well, for me, like, like when I
1: did have Instagram, I was like, who these big booty girls on Instagram? I'm like, Shh, that's a problem. But when I do bring it back, it's going to be CEO929. What does a
0: 929 mean? That's my birthday. Mine too. Yeah, for real? Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, huh, I wonder if that's what that means. Yeah, that's my birthday. Yeah. Wow,
1: you're a Libra. Okay.
0: All right, so that's it, guys. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in, guys, and thank you. This was awesome. Thank you.